was just thinking that uh, I don't actually have to play that music every time at the start for us <laughs> yes, to listen you do. to, but it definitely gets me in the right mindset. It gets me in the mood. Uh, maybe I should stop playing. <laughs> uh, the mood to podcast. This is the New Utah Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Chris. Um, there's also Bree. Hey. Jeremy. Hello. And Jess. Hello. Uh, we talk about Utah, all things Utah. It's the the very first of a new year, 2019. It's episode 136. Uh, not a not a single repeat. Uh, no best ofs because I'm too lazy to make those. Um, so here we are, uh, 136 episodes in. Um, first day of 2019. It is. It is Happy January 1st as we record this. And, new Year's uh, peeps. Uh, yeah. So everyone have a good New Year. I did. So, I'll go first. I'll tell my story. I have, a, I have a little story to tell. So, Jonathan, our youngest, hasn't been sleeping in his bed for like a month, month and a half now. He sleeps on the floor because he's got a bunk bed and he doesn't he doesn't like getting up on top and he's kind of, he really is kind of getting too tall. So, if he gets up to go to the bathroom or whatever late at night, he comes to get back into his bed, hits his head. He's done it two or three times. So, two in the morning, you hear this thump. So anyway, so he's been sleeping on the floor. So we've kind of been discussing options. And uh, two or three days ago, I'm like, well, I can just take a hacksaw and cut the the bunk bed up because it's a solid Did you metal. fucking stepbrother this bed? Yes. We're best <laughs> friends now. I'm getting to it. <laughs> so it, it's solid. It's metal. So it's it's actually a, a college dorm style bed where you would put a couch or something underneath it's it. It's like the Ikea ones. Kind of. It's like the ones you find at Savers that colleges donate. <laughs> kind of, except we actually bought this one new. Uh, anyway, so so that was that was part of what I did over my, my New Year's is is I cut up this stinking bed. And as with all things, it ended up being a lot more difficult than I assumed. Uh, so we got it down because it, it is one of those put together yourself. So I took apart as much as I possibly could, but then laid it down because I didn't want to completely dismantle it. Then... I measure my cuts, and I, and I have my saw. The problem is, as is always the case with your electric saw, it's too powerful, and it's just all over the place, jumping all over the place. So anyway, two and a half hours later, I ended up having to use the hacksaw to get it all cut off. But it worked, and then um, we decided we needed to put those those little leg booster, whatever thingy, managers on it so it was up a little bit higher because he had his desk and all, all of his stuff under it, so we had to... We've got to have some storage in there. So we go to Walmart. There's you should have told me. I have some out in my storage unit. Oh, I wish I would have known. So we went to Walmart. There's mistake number one. Uh, we're wandering all over. Was this yesterday? Yeah. Oh, man. So we're wandering all over the store. That place was a fucking madhouse on New mess. Year's Eve. And so we pull it up on the on the app, and it says there's like three in stock. So we can't find it anywhere. So we're asking people. Like the employees, oh, yeah, it's over there. It's probably just pushed back behind. We're like everywhere. We can't find it. So we order it because it says they're in stock. Pick up today. So we order it, and we're wandering around hoping they'll get to it before we leave. But they didn't. Sure enough, as soon as we get home, we get a message. But it says we had to cancel your order because this item cannot be found. We're like, no, duh. So we went to Target where we should have gone in the first place. That happened to one of my Christmas presents. At Walmart? No, it was a JCPenney. They oh, canceled it. Had to cancel it. So dumb. So you should have just asked me. I wish I would have known because that was like a 
three and a half hour pain in the ass trying to i even know right where they are like they're like readily accessible <laughs> like i could walk out there and come back in Get in like right two minutes and i would have them so i mean they're like seven bucks so we're not even talking like an expensive item it was just funny so we went to target walked right in found them right off the bat they've got like 10 on the shelf got them went home finished our project that, that was my excitement <laughs> <laughs> what did you do yesterday jess i worked that's what I did. Just as a workaholic. <laughs> you did nothing for no, New Year's Eve. Uh, for 30 minutes, I did. I went to... Tell us your story. A, um, <clears throat> no, I went to a um, charity event that the lieutenant governor was holding. That the ticket was... Uh, the admission was to bring something to donate to the road home. So I went and bought socks. No porn, and, No porn. But they I wasn't... porn, Jess. They need porn. But I wasn't... But I was really like a chauffeur. So like the cool, mo- I was a chauffeur for Stuart so he could go. And our good friend Stuart, who we had on. Stuart Graves. Yep. A couple, couple weeks ago. ago. And nice. so nice like guy. the lieutenant governor knows him. And I was like, I really want to meet him. And he's like, oh, you will. Like immediately. And we went early for parking because it was in the avenues. And there was barely anyone there when we got there. They had a guest list of 300 people. Wow. <laughs> At one time, I'm sure... This mansion seemed huge to somebody. But it's, not. <laughs> it's the governor's um, mansion, though, right? No, it's a little office building, like just to the oh. west of it. Oh, so not the governor's mansion. No, um, which even still, those those homes, although in their own right, they're large by today's standards. No, yeah. but the governor's mansion is actually big. I've been inside it. So before Jacqueline Lovett tried to burn it down. <laughs> yes. So the the lieutenant governor Spencer J. Cox. Walks over and he's like, hey, Stuart, and blah, blah, And he goes, oh, hey, he's like, you're Stuart's ride. I'm <laughs> like, I've never met this man before, and he knew who I was. And I was like, that's pretty much amazing. That Did you Lieutenant invite him Governor, on the podcast? Um, I'm not, you guys actually don't know this, but I reach out about every three months to him. To Spencer so, Cox? Uh-huh. That'd yeah. be so cool to have him on. And so he has his own podcast called Cox and Friends. Yeah. And um, I got to meet his wife, who is like her out. Uh, her perception on politics and him running for governor is just even more of a reason to vote for him when he does decide to announce that, <laughs> uh, which will hopefully be in the late to early fall. <laughs> um, anyway, so it just, it was really cool meeting him. And I did say something. I was like, Hey, I was like, our podcast amigos. I was like, I've been trying to get you on our show for two and a half years. <laughs> And he was like, we're making it happen this year. And and I was like, oh, okay. Cool. That's good so, to hear. Yeah. He's, he seems like a guy that he, would actually try to make it happen. He will. Well, and with that and face contact, that's like gives you a little more. Yeah. So he is just like super nice. And we were there for like 30 minutes. And then I left and I went home. That was it. Love this popsicle stand. Yeah. So I was home by like nine o'clock. So did you have fun? The party. Yeah. I guess <laughs> we weren't there. I mean, we really weren't there long enough to like. So, what did you, did you just go to sleep, or did you stay up until midnight? Um, no, I was. I there's the nerdy side of me. There's a really old documentary called That's Entertainment, and it was made in like the 70s, and it's about old MGM musicals and how they were made, and it happened to be on last night. So that's what I watched. Nice, and nice. I kept my. My best friend's husband company through Marco Polo because he was uh, he worked at Kennecott 
which by the way there was a fire in one of the trucks today and i was like hey that wasn't you was it because he he doesn't drive a dump truck but he drives the truck that moves the loads that the dump trucks bring in he gave me like a whole tour <laughs> last night and he just told me that um they because they have to shuttle like up to where he works and they wouldn't let them even go up that way today because of the truck fire wow. and he said and i messaged him at five it's six thirty, and he just said that they're just barely sending everybody home wow. so was a fire on that main road then or they don't know or um because of all the union and safety issues up there if anything happens they've got to like thoroughly investigate um, I'm not sure. I just, the last article that I saw is that it prompt, it's under investigation and it prompted evacuation. So yeah, that's OSHA, by the way, that has nothing to do with union other than a blast truck. It was a blast there. truck that caught fire. Oh wow! So, and the truck was in an active blasting pattern. So those blast trucks. So the company my dad worked for when I lived at in high school and lived at home. You lived at high school? When I lived at home and was in high school. <laughs> the, the company he worked for back then, they made those blast trucks. It's kind of cool. What are they for people that don't know Jeremy? Oh. So what it is, is it's a, it's, it's a large uh, two-section tank truck. And it's got a liquid emulsion and a dry com- component that mixes so so let me back up slightly so it digs a hole however deep that is required for the particular blast that they're making let's just say for argument's sake 20 feet so it's got an auger that's part of the truck it digs a hole 20 feet then it pours in the liquid and it mixes the dry together as it fills up the hole and it goes through and it'll do when they'll do a blast they'll do between 40 and 200 holes depending on how much they're blasting and where then once the truck is done, it pulls out of the way, and then they, they go and they set the caps in all of them, then connect it all together, and then they go to their safe zone and then detonate it. And it's cool because I've seen videos of it. The whole thing detonates in a matter of seconds. So you could have 100-plus holes spread out over a large area, and the whole thing is just boom, 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 and it's done. He's not in a truck like that. That's crazy. He's like, here, watch the dump truck. Now this is what it's doing, and it's dumping. He's like, and now I have to go. And I will move the. I will move it the dumped, dirt. And they I get just to clean it up. Well, they just like move it so they can keep bringing in more or whatever. More dumpage. They're, yeah. The, the so. humongoid trucks that dump the like. Yeah, I was like, like, are you in one of the trucks that have the wheels that are as big like as the buildings? house on wheels, <laughs> the thirty foot wheels? And he goes, no, this is it. And it was like in front of him moving. So That's he like cool. Marco pulled me a video of it. It was awesome. So back. Back when the visitor center was open, like what's it been like three years since the visitor center because the, the the road caved in. So back when it was open, we took the kids up there one afternoon just to go up there because you used to be able to just go up there and then look down in the pit. But they have like two or three of those tires just sitting there that you can take pictures at. It's, you can't even, I mean. So when I was a kid, those are solid rubber, by the way. There's no air in those. They're just solid yeah. rubber. Um, when I was a kid, um, kids relative, when I was younger, um, I... Uh, worked in a mining community and we had open strip mines like that uh coal mines in particular and we had a bunch of those trucks there and i got to uh drive one of them which was really cool and and uh be inside one in one of the giant truck washes like you're climbing a 20 foot 30 foot ladder to get to the cab of the truck because the wheels are so damn big but yeah when they have to retread the wheels they actually send them off and they use special equipment to just cut new tread into the solid rubber 
kind of like they did with semi trucks, but on a much bigger scale. Yeah, yeah, because there's no air in those tires. They are just solid, enormously heavy, solid rubber. Because I've seen how they do it on like semi trucks. Yeah, but those are normal tires. Yeah, in comparison, they're big, but they're still filled with air in the inner yeah. tubes inside. So. Um, but those are, yeah, those kinds of trucks are really cool. And a blast truck is a really cool thing that there's not a lot of them out there. Like it's not something that exists. Most mines only own three or four, maybe. Yeah. So has Kennecott never opened that visitor center back up? Not that I'm aware of. Because that, that, that in major engineering fell and they had like half the mine collapse. I mean, they, they spent a year and a half digging that out. So, yeah, and that was how you got up to it. Was that path that yeah you had to, caved in? I mean, it's it's like an hour to drive up and down that thing, right? Because you have to go all the way around in circles and circles and circles. So. Takes a while. And then when you used to be able to go up there, you could go up there and watch the trucks go around. It had a little plaque that told you, you know, whatever that it takes the truck an average of two and a half hours or yeah. whatever it is to get from the top down to the bottom. They fill it up and then it comes back up again. That's crazy. It's like driving down to St. George or Cedar City. Kind of, yeah. Basically, they're they're uh, they're they're truck drivers. That's for sure. Yeah, you used to be able to stand up there and watch it. I mean, look right down into the pit from the visitor center, and and they had the not binoculars, but whatever they are that are the like the, the, the top of the Empire State yeah, Building. Yeah, yeah. Except you didn't have to put a quarter in it, but you could sit there and you could watch it. It was kind of cool. It's kind of sad that that's closed because it was kind of a fun little. Yeah, I'm sure they'll open it back up at some point, but they've got to, it's got to be completely safe and I still don't even know if it is. I would almost guess they've got to relocate it to a, just a completely different spot would be my guess, but I can ask Jason. You should ask him. <laughs> so, uh, I stayed up till midnight. That's my new year's story. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, yeah, we didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, we watched Ocean's 8 and a Sherlock episode. Yeah. Because they're an hour and a half. <laughs> they're so fucking long. So that was two and a half hours of time. And then um, we took some bunny selfies and then uh, we went to bed. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> I actually all... stayed up until Sean got home about, what, one thirty? Yeah, I, I was still up when she got home. Well, no, you weren't still up. You woke up. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> he was enough. not still up. But uh, I, uh, I I don't usually manage to stay up until midnight. Like, I'm usually falling asleep and say, wake me up five minutes till. And I managed to stay up. So that was an accomplishment. I took a nap yesterday. Did you so. watch any of the CNN coverage at all? Nah, no, I don't, I don't watch that shit. It was raining in New York. Yeah, like, it just that. blows we, my mind. When I, I, I don't know if you know this. I went by myself one year. And it was the first time in 30 years. And it was, no, it was great weather when I went. Usually it's like... Cold. Cold. Yeah. It might be a little bit snowy, but like so I've satellite radio and I was listening to it on the way home and they're like, we've already changed clothes two times. So I'm like, oh, so once you get in, basically you like go up a block and come down. Like that's how they like shuffle everyone in. And once you're in that block, you don't leave. If you leave, you can't get back in. And so like those guys get to change. Nobody else in Times Square gets to change. And I was just like... <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad that when I went, it was like, yeah, well, it was cold enough to wear like a big coat and a hat and a scarf, but we were watching, we, we flipped over to, I think it was Fox, Fox 13. I don't know, Steve Harvey. Yeah, Steve yeah. Harvey. And they had, they had a miniature Steve Harvey. They had a little kid that was dressed <laughs> like from up, his show, <laughs> dressed up like know, Steve maybe. Harvey nice, and, and looked just like him, but That's small. That's awesome. It was, it was funny as hell. Um, that was like. That was like two or three minutes before midnight just to watch the countdown somewhere. 
I didn't so. even watch a countdown last night. Yeah, so anyway, New Year's isn't a big deal to me, honestly. I didn't either. All the kids were playing their stuff. It's just a free day off of work, basically, because no one expects you to be working on the first, so. Except for Jess. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, Jess. You work at a car <laughs> dealership. That, uh, our that, accounting department, parts and service departments were all closed. Yeah. The kids are playing that Sea of Thieves. Oh, that game's freaking cool looking. So, like, Brighton and Julia had their laptops, and then Jonathan was on the Xbox, and they're all, like, sitting around the house in different places. Playing but, in the same spot yeah, in the game. but they're all on the same... Sh- I don't... I, I've, I've watched them play it. I have That game it. looks like so much fun. But it's, they're all on the same ship, and Brighton's played it the most, so... He's the captain, and they're like sinking other ships and like yeah. stealing their stuff. And then you like shoot them with cannons, and you you do a sea <laughs> battle, and you board the ships, and you kill and then the, the other Kraken players. got them. The Kraken took one of their ships, and anyway. <laughs> so that's what that's what our house was. Yeah, that game seems like a lot of fun. Full of last night was Sea of Thieves. I can you can it. come play it with Ron. No, I'm good. my new roommate. He's a gamer too. So oh, so Ron's gonna have a buddy now? I don't know. Probably not. Ron's a loner. He's like Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee's not a not a loner. Pee-wee. He said that. He says I'm a loner, Dottie. Let, let me be clear, Pee Wee Herman. Remember? Way cleaner than Ron. No. <laughs> like it's not even a competition, all right? I went into that basement. Um, I had to go in because my outlet kept tripping and it was affecting my Wi Fi. And I was like, What is happening? And I realized that that plug also went outside and so like i have like some coat hangers hanging on the plug like on the wires no no it just it's just where the the christmas lights yeah Yeah. anyways but trying to find like anyways ron was a super nice dude i'm just gonna be honest ron is not the worst i had he was super nice though we found a really nice guy ron's amazing and you said he cleaned up so he looked presentable to us (laughs) like he was all clean shaven (laughs) he's funny Anyway, anyways, uh, can't unsee that basement, but he's a cool dude. Can't. <laughs> it doesn't get used anyway, so it's oh, not it a big deal. Used. No, I mean like I don't use it. My Christian <laughs> stuff hasn't used it in there, the past, and I go down to change the filter. Like I have boxes down there that have sat there for twelve years that I don't know what's in them. You know, you could just give all that stuff away, whatever's in them. What if I can't because it's in like there? my mom's stuff. Oh well, yeah, you don't, maybe you don't want to give that away. <laughs> Um, I just said there's probably something important in there. Wow. My, ki- my kids weren't I'm pretty good at like after a while getting rid of stuff. Yeah. My kids weren't weren't as wholesome as your kids. One of my kids was at Area 51 and the other one was at a rave. Yeah. Club X is closing. I saw a lot of snaps from Club X last night. The drag show. I assume it was Club X because it was where. Yeah, it's their last show there. Yeah. It's wow. closing. The Dolly Parton impersonator was there. I can't. I don't want to say anything disparaging, but he's not a nice person. Oh, yeah, well. I don't want to say it last week, but yeah. There's much nicer queens in Salt Lake. There's a lot of bad queens out there. Yeah, but the thing is, is everybody loves him. Uh, yeah, I don't like, know. Like, it just... We, yeah, we all know those people who... Anything, so. We all yeah. know those people who you know are total douchebags, but for some reason, everybody else seems to love them. It's yeah. true. We all have those people in our lives. It's me, isn't it? I'm that one. <laughs> We didn't want to say it. It's true. <laughs> when you think everyone else is a dick, you should probably look in the mirror. It's probably me because I eat on on the on the recording. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know. I New Year's is not my thing anymore. Like I've done some fun stuff. I went to Vegas for the ninety nine two thousand crossover. I bet that was amazing. Yeah, I saw someone die that year. Oh, so um, 
Okay. <laughs> Vegas is cool because they close the strip off. But right? late, apparently. Yeah, like they like, do it late. It, it's in like nine thirty ten before they actually close it down. Um, but they shut it down to all traffic and everyone can go on the strip. And there's there's the only so they have an earlier curfew uh for sixteen and then eighteen plus doesn't have a curfew. Um but uh like they have one really enforced rule on the strip. Like people basically fucking do whatever they want, but no glass on the strip. So cops actually walk around with solo cups, like red solo cups, and they will pour out drinks into those solo cups and throw the bottles away. That's cool, though. I I watched a cop uh, bust some dude who had a bottle of vodka and a bunch of beers in his bag, glass bottles, uh, made him throw them all out because no glass on the strip. Like a line of like solo cups. Well, and so (laughs) well, no, no, no. So he's like, he's like, you can drink it now. Or you can just throw it away. And he's sitting there like just just drinking vodka. And uh-huh. his friends are standing there laughing. And the cop's like, you guys are fucking laughing. You're going to be picking his ass up off the ground later. Like, you should be helping him, not laughing at him. And this kid was clearly a kid. Like, there's no way he was 21. And yeah, cops just you know what? You know what, though? You don't know. Because Cassie, no. you would say, there's no way she's 21 if you saw her. And she's She's almost 21, 21 yeah. But she looks... That well, was so, back before cans, though. They really didn't have no. much cans. But so she... When we went to the dealership that I was telling about earlier, and we uh-huh. went as the family, you know, to Dude, kind how of, old do you fucking think I am? What do you, they didn't have cans in 2000? No, like they do now. They had cans. They're but not mo- as a parent. Most things were in bottles. Where they've switched to where more and more are in cans okay, now. Okay, that's true. I guess that's true. I'm but saying... Like, they didn't have cans then. They've had cans since, like, the 60s, Jeremy. No, no, yes. I wasn't telling a story or anything. Sorry. Well, we'll Jeremy's the one that said they didn't have cans in 2000 no like they do today is what i say you too enough is enough boys i'm gonna now, put you in your own separate i would say, i would say they have almost as much stuff in cans as bottles if i feel not like they're going back cans. no cans in 2000 wrote that down they should put stuff in bottles though because bottles you just fucking wash them out and you can reuse them it's true that, that was one thing the, the can industry really fucked up for yep. us was as soon as stuff get started getting put in aluminum cans the ultimate recycling of washing out a damn bottle went away. So, yep. Oh, anyway, now okay. my story is. What was your story about? Well, I was just going to say how kids look so young that cat, when we went to go get the yeah. car, Sean is there and the guy goes, are you guys twins? And Sean is just barely 18 and Cassie's going to be 21. So you can't make that judgment that that kid wasn't of age and that oh, the cop just let an underage kid drink. I could. No. And I don't think the cop really cared because he thought no, it was funny. No, but my point still is the kid could have been 21. But people do whatever the fuck they want there. I don't understand. Like, like first off, New Year's Eve is just total amateur hour, right, to begin with. But but then, like, people in Vegas, they climb on every fucking thing they can. <laughs> they have to put, like, around Caesar's Palace all the little statues and stuff they have. They have to fucking put chain link fence around them so they don't, people don't climb on them and, like, try to ride them, like the horses and stuff. So uh, it was crazy. And, and that year, and I don't know if they do this every year, but that year they had um, the riot police out there in force. So they had a bunch of dudes on horseback and they had a trailer full of cops with riot gear um, because it was 2000 and no one oh, yeah. really knew. Y2K. It was like yeah. this big, scary thing that... I bet they didn't have the magicians with the, with the invisible chairs, though, because there were too many people. <laughs> Those are the stupid. I wish, like five I, wish of them I had on the a soundboard with crickets for that one, because <laughs> that's worse. You can make the, that happen, you I, know. I know, but that—that's work. It's a lot of work to put a soundboard on here. I mean, come on. I have to go a find file. it. 
Put a file. There's probably an app for my phone. Remember, we never did find that thing that we used to do. Yeah, for the news. I think we found it once. Yeah, I put it in one time. I've got it on my computer in there. Anyway, so that's enough about our our New Year's Eve. Jess, what are some events coming up? Should we go over our Christmas cards real quick or save that till after? Uh, let's do events and then open up the Christmas okay, cards. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Events and then Christmas cards. Yay. Yay. Woo. Um, I didn't really write down a lot because it's a new year and everybody is at the gym. So, um, They weren't today. I was there. There weren't many people there. They were all on my bikes. They were all at Walmart. I hate going in January because I'm like, you guys yeah, are all posers. Like the, it is the worst because it's so packed full of people that don't know what they're doing. But and who am I to of, say they're making an effort? It, mm, if the, they keep doing the it, The ones yes. that are there at the end of February are making an effort. So the best Other time... Other than September. Like, I haven't even had a moment to breathe, so who am I to say The best time to buy sports <laughs> equipment at Savers is about February <laughs> or March. Yeah, the end of February, beginning of March. <laughs> that is the best time to buy, like, workout clothes. Can you keep an eye out for weights for me? Yeah, that's weights, yeah. workout Keep clothes, all that, like, tags still on it, because, you know, they're like, this is the year. They went and bought, like, five workout outfits, like, went once and sucks. <laughs> Send it to Savers. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh, so, I should tell that story. So, I've been wanting to go to the gym with Cassidy. She has a Vasa membership, and she always wants me to go to Vasa. And I always say, no, I don't really want to go that. So, now that the community center has their new gym, I said, well, you have membership to this gym on our family pass. Why don't we go as a family? And so on the day after Christmas, she got up at what, like noon or something. Are we still going to the gym? I'm like, well, we didn't go. So yeah. So all four of us get into the car and we send Chris off. She worked me so hard. I could not walk. I went to visit Brandy and the baby on Thursday and I was still sore. So since Brighton is in the military, he gets to use the military's gym anytime he wants. So he's been dragging Julia there. It's been good for her. She sends to a message. Williams? Huh? That's awesome. She sends a message the other day. We've been at the gym for like an hour. I think I'm going to die. I'm like, good for you. You need to do it like a couple times a week. Because, yeah, he, he's got free access to it. So Yeah, we, we took Sean with us, and she just complained the whole time. And she wasn't sore because she didn't, she, she like refused to do, like, I think she, we'd put um, five pound weights on the squat machine for her. She wouldn't even do that? Like, so she did like 10 pounds. Oh, she's... And the bar. Really stretching herself. You know, so like I did the 25 pound weight and Cassie was doing the You don't the know, man. It was tough for her. Or whatever. And then tough. Bad. we did some, I don't know, some other weird things. And then we did some standard, just some, some of the standard stuff. But, you know, Cass can freaking, she, she can do some good weights. That kid's freaking strong and kind of buff. Ah, youth. I remember those days. Sort of. Okay, Jess. <laughs> now events. Are you sure? No, no, you'll probably get cut off, but let's try. <laughs> I actually didn't have to do that. I'm like, it's all good. Uh, so last week we talked about the High West Supper Club. That is happening. Um, it's going till April every Thursday. I do wonder what's the difference between supper and dinner. Supper's fancier. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, it doesn't really sound fancy when it's their family style. No, it so. doesn't actually. I think supper is not fancier because that's like what they used to call on the prairie. But that was what the last supper. Was that not fancy? No. 
No, I think that was Very family simple. style. Family style. <laughs> hey, Peter, they pass ate, the potatoes. They ate some dude's skin and drank his blood. No, How not, is that fancy? Not at the Last Supper. I'm done with events. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, really. go ahead. No, I am. We should talk about something else. <laughs> Nothing really? for real. There's really nothing going on. No, I have tons of events. Well, go, please. But I, really? I'll stop. Are you sure? I'm positive. This is the listener's favorite part of the program when Jess throws a temper tantrum and then doesn't want to do something, <laughs> and we all try to goad her into doing events so that the guests so that you so that so that you can like interrupt again. Well, I mean. <laughs> And I'm not throwing a temper tantrum, but thank you for pointing that out. Um, January 12th, uh, Intro to Herbalism with Josh at Time and Place. Um, it's a really op- awesome opportunity to pay $25 and go and learn how to incorporate, in- excuse me, incorporate plants and herbs into your New Year health journey. Um, just teas or like it, like just in plants general? And herbs. Yep. And then he'll send you home with uh, tea. Um, and then just like what they talked about. A tea and a vaporizer. During the the class. So Does it include a vaporizer? Um no. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> um so I just I wanna I don't know if Josh listens, but I just wanted to tell everybody how awesome he is. If you have anything that's wrong, restless leg, autism. Um, I'm just speaking from those two experiences going in with my mom. Um, Josh is doing research for my mom for stuff for my brother who has autism and just to help him, um, because people with autism have a lot of issues with, uh, digestion, um, a lot of like little things. And so for the last few months, Josh has been doing research to help to find, uh, information to help both of them. So to find natural remedies for these things. Yeah. So I just, I think it's really cool. So, so he has, um, uh, he just, I just didn't want to be the middleman. So he has to talk to my mom about <laughs> all of it. Um, we're coming into the legislation sessions are coming up and there are a lot of opportunities to get out and, uh, get previews. The American Society for Public Ad- Administration is hosting one at the Alta Club on the 16th. Uh, it's $20. Uh, the United Way is hosting one so at the Grand America. It's $15. When you when you say previews, do you mean previews of what legislation is uh-huh. going to be coming up on yes. the floor? Okay. Yep. So they, like the one that is going to be at the Alta Club has, I, I, ca- I didn't write down the reps that are going to be there, but there was like four or five different reps that will be there. Um to just kind of go through what's going to be happening and some of the... So this is a good opportunity for people to be involved in the legislative process. Absolutely. Uh, And then just a heads up, a couple weeks in advance, the 22nd is when the locals' tickets for Sundance go on sale. Uh, January 22nd? January 22nd. And so uh, it starts that weekend. Get your clicking fingers ready because they fucking sell out fast. Like in two (laughs) seconds, yeah. So... The schedule's already up. The app's already out. Find the movies you want. Make a big list. Don't be disappointed when you don't get tickets. I think we had 10 movies on our list last year, and I believe we got into one. Well, and one thing I, I will say is is even if you don't, like, pick some movies that you don't think are going to be as popular, because any movie from Sundance, there are some stinkers for sure. It's a film festival. Not everything's great, but there's a lot of really good 
informative documentaries and stuff like that, that that you'll be able to see at Sundance that that you won't ever get to see again. And the chance of you getting into like the popular films, like there's one about Ted Bundy that's coming out. Yeah, you're not getting into. You're that. not getting into that. Like <laughs> that'll, that'll basically just, be all your film critics and press and, and. Well, they still have tickets available because they do them in very specific locations. Yeah, but but it's like ten percent or less of the tickets that they sell to the public. Right? It's I I don't know. I actually don't know what the percentage is. Um, but even even if it's not 10%, let's say they go do it at the Egyptian in Ogden and, and they show something. They're not doing that anymore, but let's yeah. say they do, or they show it at the Broadway mm-hmm. and they have two screenings. That's not a big theater. No. You can't fit a thousand people in there. You fit a hundred people in there and they do two screenings. So 200 people out of the entire valley plus all the people up at Sundance. My favorite location is to go to the South Valley campus for Salt Lake Community College on State Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I... I love, I've seen quite a few films there. And then um, I saw one at the library in Park City. <laughs> and yeah, but just make a list, like be prepared. Or, and the, to the price of tickets did go up. I think they're 23 or $24 a ticket. So um, our, our library is closing, by the way. That made me think of it. They're closing the Kearns branch to build a new one. Well, that's good. They're building well, a new yeah, one, though. It's not closing. It, they're they're shutting down the building it's currently in and rebuilding a new one. Yeah, so they're closing it for a couple of years. Yeah, but you made it sound like it's completely closed. Well, yeah, they're building a new one, but... That's good. I guess. And it just means that the only branch that's close is on, like, 39th now at Hunter. Oh. That's lame. Yeah, it kind of sucks, because I think the current branch gets used a lot, and it's really small, so I think that's why they're they're tearing it down and building a new one. When I did those deliveries for Cute Salt Lake, I learned where all the libraries are. <laughs> that, um, that school that's right next to Kearns, it's shutting it's shut, down. It's one yep, of the ones that we talked about down. being shut down permanently. Schools. Yeah, there's an elementary school right across the street from it that um, failed and then was on the probation thing that the state does. And, and failed again. And continued to fail, so they're they're done for. What are this? Ship the kids, just filter them through some of the other yeah, schools. Yeah, there's a bunch of other elementary Well, just right around the corner, I know that there's at least one. But so they're just going to break them up and send them to the other places and try and make it not be like, well, these are the kids that came from the failing school. Yeah. Here's the stupidest kids. <laughs> really what it is, is here's the poor kids, because that area of Kearns is a really poor area of Kearns. So it's it's where some of the, the really, really cheap houses in the valley are, and it's just it's a lot of a lot of old people and a lot of poor people. So, what else, Jess? That's it. That was it. Yep. Really? Yeah. Well, is there a gun show this week or next week? Because I'm yeah, we talked about it last week. I know. I want to get shot. Is the thing. So <laughs> I think it's this weekend. You're Damn. stay. I have. You have plenty of time. Well, to get I'm going to be at the the Gardner Village this weekend doing some company party things. So that'll be fun. At the Archibald's restaurant? Yeah, whatever. Or no. at the, the other one at the one bar. The no, it's in their event. One of their uh, event One of the places they cater, I the guess. The bar. I don't know. The red barn at the other side. Yeah. I don't fucking know. That's where the Miss Utah luncheon is. The was. only time I've ever been there was last year about this time when I went to the same party and it was dark when I got there and dark when I left and I don't remember what was there, so. It was raining, too. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, let's open some Christmas cards then, shall we? <laughs> so, so for those of you that don't know, I'm going to share a trade secret and we'll see how many people steal this. Uh, we send <laughs> Christmas cards to all of our past guests and friends of the podcast, people that we Not like. All of them, just from the last this year. year. <laughs> and, and that would pe- be a lot. And people we like, right? So there people we yes. like. <laughs> well, so, I mean, there are, there are people we talk about and talk to all the time. like On our neighborhood 
page. Yeah, like like Oleo, for example. We talk to Oleo all the time. Like I fucking talk James to them Sugarhouse. every couple weeks. Yeah, James at Sugar House, we have a lot of contact with. They haven't necessarily been on the show this year. Although I think Oleo was, wasn't they? No, was it wasn't last year? They? Shut up. This is a <laughs> podcast. This isn't talking right. Right? Is that? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so we send out Christmas cards and we got some back this year, yeah? I don't like it when you say got them back okay, because well, it sounds like they we, were returned in the mail. We got Christmas cards from some folks this yes, year. Yes, we cr- did. Christmas cards in general are fairly impersonal. Um, I don't think ours are. Jess writes personal notes in all of them. We signed them all. Yeah, that's very <laughs> impersonal. <laughs> it feels like I'm autographing I don't even, a bunch of shit. I don't even do sign that. ours. I like put our names on them electronically and put them in an envelope. Yes, yeah. I filled out over 80 cards. Yeah, just just does a lot of work uh, to get these cards out there, and and she doesn't. So they all have little notes um, from from all of us, but but Jess does it all. So um, we got a couple this year though from other folks. So you gonna open it, Jeremy? Jeremy's just been sitting there waiting to use his knife. Is the thing? Is a Christmas present? I didn't want to open you, it without you guys. Can you open you that in the me? mic so that people can hear it? Like, do it up oh, above the mic for real. So yeah. Let's open this. Let's yeah, open see? this one first because it it didn't travel as far as this so, one. So so who's that the first one from? This one. Yeah. Well, let's ju- here, Jess. I know. I didn't need to open it. <laughs> you open it. This, no. Well, here. This just, card wants you to open it. Who's it from? It's from Oleo. Oleo. Oh, it's from Oleo Beard. What has their Once logo again, on it? Oleo Beard Company. Aww. Look at that. You, you read that? I'll read this. Oh, it's just the, it's from the, um, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer, and Vixen on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner, and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now Dash Away, Dash Away, Dash Away, all, or not, The Night Before Christmas poem is what I was trying to say. Very cool. This says, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to the New Utah Podcast, your friends at Oleo, Jen and Derek, thank you for all... I can't read that. All the all the big wieners you guys have. All the what? unconditional support. This yes, is the that's best. That's exactly what it is. This is the best listening experiences people. <laughs> Thank have. you for all the unconditional support. We, we love you all. Yeah. We, we probably should have opened these before. Well, no, it's just because unconditional support are right next to each other. I couldn't figure oh, out where the two yeah. words stop. But I think when you hold it, held it away, Jeremy farther. could. Yeah. Our old eyes. Yeah. Could someone wrote the it. top, and then someone else wrote the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's the same person. It's in different ink and everything. So and it's then, in different ink, and but it's not the. St- here's from the other card that was in it, the poem. Yeah, the little, little poem, poem right here. So, I like it. It's I like card. the little poem. Very it looks. Cool. Like, I think it's a stamp. Oh, who's this one from? It's from Peter. He's it's waving from to Peter. us. Peter, he's waving to well, us. Hi, uh, Peter. Peter, that's creepy. <laughs> to the new Utah. Cr- can someone do it with an accent that would sound... No. Okay. I, I can't. We would all just sound it. stupid. I'd ruin it. To the new Utah crew, have a cracker, you mad bunch of wonderful but equally slightly nutty people. I love you dearly. Never change. Peter. Is that a butterfly? I don't understand. I think it's a four-leaf clover, but I'm not sure. <gasps> that would make more sense. <laughs> Since he's Scottish. <laughs> Peter's our Irish friend. For those of you who have never listened to this show before. We love Peter. Uh, oh, this card cracks me up. He's totally waving to us. Yeah, Peter's a landscape architect and 
all around good guy. And and uh, Jess, I saw the card that you sent Peter. The random address. Is it even a real address? It's not, is it? We There's talked, not even an address on it. Yeah, we talked about it last it's year. It's at the pub address, isn't it? Um, no, but it's just Peter, the 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 great landscape, the great artist. landscape artist, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then his city. Yeah, it's really it's a description. Did he get it? His, did, he, did, he send yeah. you, did he say he got it? He yeah. got ours? Of course they got it. The post. He the, had to be very specific, and I love that the last part of it says America. St. Anne, Saint Anne's Post, isn't that the name of the post in Ireland? It says Dublin Mail Center. At least that's where it came out of. So we read, if you listened back about a year ago uh, a, at some point. Uh, uh, 1.5 lire, is that what that is? That's probably euros. Oh, yeah. You know what? That is what it is. Uh, it's any, a euro. Anyway, uh, we, uh, we about a year ago on the podcast, we read some of the addresses for, for stuff that had been mailed <laughs> to, the, into the Irish Post. And they're freaking insane how well they deliver mail there. It's funny. Down by the yellow church. Geez, you don't have a number on something of ours in the post. In a house like, with three nope. chickens and two birds and... Like crazy stuff. Anyway, if you want to listen to that, go back roughly 52 episodes, give or take a few episodes, and, and that's probably where it's at. I don't remember the number. Um, any others? Or was it just two? It was the two. It was these two. I'm disappointed in our listeners. Um, <laughs> if you would like to send us some... They don't have my address. <laughs> if you'd like Jess's address, just send us a uh, send us a message uh, on Facebook or Twitter at TNU Podcast or the New Utah Podcast on Facebook. Um Anyway, so do we want to talk about, uh, you know, 2018 in review and then maybe some 2019 coming up and yeah. some stuff that's going on right now? Let's let's do it. Let's do it. I got to be honest. I didn't read uh, some of the stuff I compiled all week, um, but some of the stuff you threw up, Jess, I didn't really read much. So the mineral bath thing. I didn't read it at all because I'm on vacation. So that means you don't participate in the podcast? Nope. Wow. Oh, we talked about this. The mineral baths up in uh, Beck Street, right? Yeah, it's where the old children's museum used to be. Yeah, and the the, the mineral springs are still there in that same building, right? Yes. So, so they're looking to restore the baths that were there? Have the homeless been using them? What? No, you can't get in that building. Oh. So, <laughs> Isn't that the one where the trains are in the... Like, in the basement. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Used to be known as the Wasatch Springs Plunge Bath House, 840 North Beck Street. Um, so, wow. That's kind of cool. So they're bringing these back. Who's doing it? I was looking to see who's doing it. So the the Woodbury Corporation, which if you drive anywhere in Utah, you can always see their, they were supposed to do it, but then they withdrew their plans. Um. Mm-hmm. And so then the Warm Springs Alliance, which is what we've talked about in the past, that's, um, they're the ones that have, uh, what they, what they said is we, what we imagine is a very community oriented spa along the lines of what you see in Europe and Asia. So basically like a really awesome bathhouse. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I think it'd be cool. Um, but yeah, you're right, Jeremy. Homeless people used to bathe behind it all the time. So I thought. Behind little, it. Yeah. And not in it, not but in behind it. it in the like little mud pools that would form behind it. That's kind of cool that they're going to restore that. I'd like to see a, a bathhouse we'll get more get to be more like the Greeks in our modern day world, uh, taking baths and well, just taking time out, you know, just that's kind of cool. It is really cool. The most Utah stories of 2018. I like that. Uh, it's hilarious. 
So we're going to go through. I took out one of the other ones because it was so long. So I was like, this one will be perfect. All right. So let's go through a few of the, the Utah stories of 2018 here. Uh, <laughs> the second one's my favorite. I just want you to know. Oh, sorry. The third one. Uh, where Snoop Dogg reads the Book of Mormon. <laughs> what? Well, let's yeah. go through. So the one where politicians found common ground in fast food. Mitt Romney and Joyce Fry oh, Sauce. The fry this sauce. is when when Heinz announced Mayo Chup and and Romney said Mayo Chup is an outrage, a breach of copyright, and good taste. <laughs> it should be described sauce. as fry sauce, invented in Utah, for which we should receive a generous royalty. <laughs> but I don't think didn't we find out sometime that fry sauce wasn't invented in Utah? I don't fucking know. No, everyone claims they made it. The one with expressive cattle. So Utah's known for being passionate about public lands. In 2018, uh, we had a whole bunch of shit happen. Basically, uh, using two cows and some black paint, Nelson took his message to the streets and he splashed cows, not condos, on the left side of one of the, one and the right side of the other before putting them out on State Road 12. <laughs> <laughs> so he turned his cattle into signs for activism. You do what it's you genius. gotta do. genius. Cows are ginormous. Yeah, they are big, and people like to look at them. So. They're so cute. And if you put them on the road, most likely they're not going to get hit. People will stop and look. That's funny. Snoop Dogg reads the Book of Mormon, huh? Um, Dang you to heck. The Mormon it's like Ultra cards, Utah. Ultra. It's cards Against Humanity, but the Mormon version. So in a letter to the editor that reeks of Utah's booming essential oil industry, one Mill Creek woman implored readers to leave their lavender at home. When in confined places, do not pull out the smelliest items you have on hand. She wrote the newest offender, essential oils on a plane. The author claims to have spent the flight commiserating about the odorous trend and that she hopes people will please be considerate of others. That was uh, that was from the AP, actually, the Associated Press, I believe. So You should think about that with your perfume, too. So then there was the the Utah Bobcat, uh, Mr. Murder Britches. <laughs> that one just happened. <laughs> yeah, this is this is relatively new. Um, so he started killing chickens over um, here, huh? It was here in Kearns. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, well, people kind of fell in love with him. Did they kill it? Did they put it down? No, no. <laughs> no that's what they, they removed were doing. him, but he came back. I think so they put him when they were put him in the cage, and he like lunged at the guy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what that right. story was. Mr. Murder Britches. Mr. Murder Britches. Oh, stop Stop using the word Mormon. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying Mormon. Uh, LDS Church yeah, really too. can't stop me. It's not a slang word. It's definitely not like the N-word, even though some people think it is. Um, so, uh, I can't refer to them as the church. Cause did you that know that he actually church. said that using common nicknames such as the Mormon Church or the LDS Church is... A major victory for Satan. Go Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Go Hail Satan. Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> <sighs> it's so crazy to me. That's so crazy. Stop trying to rebrand yourself, bastards. That's because blonde, white, Mormon Jesus told them that's what they need to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he came and visited the Indians, the Na- Native Americans. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. My... And, then, and then commanded, for some reason, commanded later that the Mormons slaughter a whole bunch of them. Because, you know. My well, ex-husband you know. and I had a huge discussion for, like, hours on this subject. Yeah, on Christmas. It wasn't on Christmas. Uh, yeah. It no, it wasn't. It was prior to Christmas. Christmas Eve? Um, no. 
I've had some lengthy conversations there, with Tom as well about church. Yeah. There, there were it was a lot whenever of, you made manicotti. There were a lot of religious discussions in the last Wasn't it with weeks. your mom's new no. fiance? Um, no. No. I, I, I still only met him once. Yeah, he didn't come over for anything no Christmas chitty chatty. No. No. She spent all she spent Christmas Eve with us and then about, she spent all of Christmas Day with us. My my favorite probably my favorite story of the year though is the the Utah Lake um island city. Oh yeah, uh, I remember so that one. Th- they said the the one with the housing development on a toxic lake and that's just the funniest fucking thing ever to build a bunch of islands and put a bunch of houses out on that shitty lake. Uh that's interesting. The goats are cool. So this oh, yeah. guy brings his goats out but he doesn't just do it at houses. He did it up in the Marmalade District by the library. And there's a school up there that had like really, really heavy overgrowth. And he just brings the goats and they take care of it. And then he takes them to the next place. And it's free grazing for him and helpful for other people. Yeah. And they I leave raisins behind. Um, those aren't raisins, Jeremy. <laughs> you should stop probably, eating those. Yeah, stop Damn eating those. But I put them in my cookies. Oh, it's a good thing I don't eat your Melt. cookies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's about it. I don't know the rest of them. They're okay. So, unless you have one that you're really keen on, Jess. Keen on all of it. That's why we read it. <laughs> and the most read stories, the top ten stories that were read, uh, and I assume they know this just from clicks, I guess. Well, KSL. on KSL anyway. So, let's see here. When I go to the list, where's, okay, here we go. So, number one was, uh, let's start at number 10. I don't know why they always start lists at number one. Let's go to number 10 first. So, President Thomas S. Monson, an example of charity, humor, and faith dies at 90. Um, so, obviously, the president of the LDS Church dying is going to get some readership. Uh, 287,000 readers or clicks. If they didn't on KSL, they need to check their, like, marketing because it's KSL. Yeah. I'm reading Michael Brunt's book, his zombie book, and he actually talks about how, you know, Idaho and Utah and, and how nationwide things like this wouldn't probably have as much. Um, Which one are you on? No, it, the Pope dying has that kind of sure. pull. Yeah, the Pope is different than the he's, Mormon president. He's not. The Pope is the leader of the Catholic Church. Monson was the leader of the right. Mormon Church. But if you go to California and you say... Who's the leader of the Catholic Church? They may not be able to say his name, but they would say the Pope. And if you said, who's the leader of the Mormon Church, they'd be like, I have no idea. Correct, because the Mormon Church is a lot smaller than the Catholic okay. Church. So that's my point that Michael Brunt was making in his books, that in Utah, Idaho area, stories like this get... Because that's 70% of the population. Right. right. We're just talking. Jeez, never mind. I don't want you to talk. <laughs> We're on a podcast, not a place where you talk. Podcasts uh, are not for talking, damn it. Apparently not. <laughs> the story about those bodies that were recovered from that mine, um, believed to be the Eureka couple, turns out they were. Um, Kids. What were the, the name the names Bre- of them? Breezy. Breezy, yeah. and I can't remember his name. Those were two they young kids. Playing yeah. around. Is that what I can't remember? No, they were murdered. Never mind. Murdered. I yeah. thought I remembered the story. Obviously, I did not. So that had 293,000. So more people tuned into that than, than Thomas Munson. Tuned in. Tuned in. Tuned in, read, clicked on the, the, the link. Um, uh, fire update. So the U.S. Highway 6 closure for the Pole Creek Fire and the Great Salt Lake Marina Fire. 
it's a bad year for fires. Yeah, it was really bad. Like, so we talked about this in the heart of fire season. Like, we had fires like that Pole Creek fire. Um, it was the, the Grouse Creek fire and the other one that merged that ended up being the biggest in history in Utah. And then we still had the Pole Creek and stuff after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then there was a, a Harriman shooting. They got 319,000. I remember um, that. Yeah, the guy was on the loose for like most of the day. Yeah, that's craziness. Um, Found him in his mom's house. Then the the gunman that killed the girl up at the U. That story had three hundred thirty one thousand. That was sad. Her parents are now suing the university campus police. Which they should. She reported it and asked for help like more than once. Oh my God! Number five and number four are both on the Pole Creek and Bald Mountain fires as well at three hundred forty five and three hundred sixty six thousand. Well, and one was September thirteenth, and one was September fourteenth, just because it kept getting worse and worse. Yeah, and they, you know, evac. I mean, they evacuated thousands of people for those. So the, uh, number eight was September fifteenth, so it was the thirteenth, the fourteenth. So there's one of my subdivisions down in that area that for a whole month they stopped everything. So all of my clients' whose homes were being built during that month. They've stopped. Nothing happened. No work on the houses. Nothing. They let nobody in. That'd be that'd be scary building your dream house as all these fires going around. That'd make you think twice. Yeah, you're like, oh, maybe I don't want a house over well, here. Well, at that point, uh, it's not your insurance that's insuring it, so you know it's all right if it burns down. I'll just start again. Well, huh. no, but think about think about like flooding. Uh, and, and landslide insurance after a fire like that, that's a real risk yeah. for like five to ten years after a fire. Yeah. And and you now have to insure your house against that or hopefully you can get insurance against that because you can't always At get it. At that point, the bank will, if the bank requires it, then an insurance company has to offer it. Isn't it funny how a bank can, can cause that, but you can't just get like, you know, flood insurance on your house unless it's in a floodplain or the bank requires it? No, you can. It's just why would you buy flood insurance if you're not in a floodplain? Because flood doesn't cover like a broken pipe. It should. It, it doesn't. should. Flood only covers if it affects more than one home in your area. Oh, so like those poor chaps that live below the the, the canal uh, over in Murray. They had their yeah, fucking but houses they're, but they're probably in a floodplain. Like four fucking times because some dumbass broke the dike that holds yeah, in the canal. Yeah, but they're probably in a floodplain. But like we're not in a floodplain. But if we had flood insurance and um, something some water pipe broke up above us and it affected all of the houses on our street then it would be covered but if it's not that it if it's just your house it's not covered under flood so then the other story about the 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 couple the kids march 29th was number three at three hundred eighty thousand. um the slain you student um Mother speaking out was 391,000, number two. And number one was a pilot dies after crashing plane into his own home. Uh, and that was in August. That was 462,000 clicks. That seems like that's crazy. 70,000 more clicks than the next closest. It was a crazy story, though. The dude steals a plane and fucking crashes it into his own home because he's pissed at his wife. He'll show her. Like, how, like, like, what goes through your mind that it's like when I, okay, so when I worked at uh, Chart Logic years ago, we were over in the the complex where Western Governors University is on like 39th and Uh 7th East. Some chick was pissed at her husband and drove her fucking SUV into the building, like trying to hit him. Like, he ran in the building and she drove it into the building and like fucked up the entrance to the building like through the doors and everything with her SUV to try and hit her husband 
How insane is that? How crazy do you have to be for that shit to happen? Crazy things happen. All right, so before we get to some of the, the other stuff here, I'm curious from you guys what were some of your favorite things out of the year? Oh, my God. Like news stories? Or just things that happened to you or happened in 2018. Um, my favorite thing was my kids going to college. I didn't think it would be, and it's really hard, and I miss them, and I was excited to have them come back, but my life is far less stressful when I don't know that, like, that they're not at their house. Because right now when they're here... Like, I know that they're not at home. Like, I still haven't much seen cleaner when they're not yeah, here. True. I haven't seen Cassidy yet this year. I've texted her and supposedly she's alive unless somebody has her phone and is texting me back. But I haven't actually seen her now <laughs> for over 24 hours. So Yeah, it is a little weird. Adult children are weird. <laughs> it is, We're all that, adult children. Yeah, but it's different when they're your kids that are adults. Yeah, it's when when you're kind of responsible for them, but you're not really responsible for them, it's it's kind of strange. Well, I would say for me, as far as us, our our trip to the farmers market was a lot of fun that we did this last summer. Oh, as a, as a group, that was yeah, as a group going and just just seeing all of the vendors that we talk about most of the time, and that was a lot of fun. That was. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Jeremy doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> I um, work a lot. <laughs> His so. wife makes him do things sometimes. So. Yeah, but Jeremy, Jeremy's kind of a workaholic and doesn't really go to the farmer's market very often. So, so it was really cool to go. Like, Jess goes, like, four times a Saturday, every Saturday <laughs> during the summer. Um, and Bree and I go probably every other Saturday, roughly, uh, I would say. Um more every or less. third Saturday. Maybe. Yeah. We're not there every week because it's not always easy, but uh, Jeremy went once. It was glorious. <laughs> Jeremy also farms most of his own shit up, so. It's true. Yeah, but there's stuff at the farmer's market he doesn't farm. Like cherries. That's true. I don't have a cherry tree. The birdhouses were cool. Did your mom like her birdhouse, by the way? Did you she her? did. And Chris's mom liked his, mom her birdhouse so much it. she posted it on Facebook. Whoa. From Ray's birdhouses, who we met at the farmer market, the farmer's market. Yep. So, Jess, anything for you that stood out for the year? Um, I was thinking about it last night. I did a lot of things this year. Like, a lot. <laughs> like, Disneyland twice, New Orleans, Tattoo ran a paranormal investigation in Wendover. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happened this year. Yeah, you do a lot of stuff. For someone who's like, yeah, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I worked. Like, you do a lot of shit, and you downplay how much that's stuff why we, you do. That's why we call you out, because we're like, no, she shouldn't do nothing. We know she Yeah, she went work. to a fucking charity dinner and met the lieutenant governor and some other folks like Todd Weiler, uh, our favorite person. <laughs> He's such a jackass. <laughs> um, but, but... The Simon she, 49 was fun. Our, our trip to oh, yeah. 749. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, that was maybe our... That might have been my favorite trip this year. That was cool. Um, it was a little trying for me because it was really late. I was really tired. Yeah, you don't do night. No. Um, but it was cool opening night to get to see the excitement of, of local Tooele people. It, honestly, still my favorite haunt in, in all of Utah. And like Dr. Fear took a liking to Bree. <laughs> I still have the little bag that he gave me. I have it pinned up on my board. And our signed sticker on our... On our travel yep, case. He signed the st his sticker for me and stuck it on our our case. Yeah, and getting to see getting to see some of the stuff uh, behind just, the scenes. Yeah, just getting to see that that hospital opened up a little bit more, even though it was it was really difficult to walk around in the dark. Um, but it was kind of nice to see the the hospital opened up and 
and uh, get to walk around it when it wasn't a haunt, um, which was kind of cool. So, and amazing to know how much stuff they they switched in how little time they had to switch it uh, because of all that sand in the freaking Pharaoh's room. Like it yeah. still blows my mind. Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> of stuff. So. But they're doing some good stuff out there, and hopefully, uh, well, the boutique that they have, so for the off season, the cool stuff that they're doing. And the escape rooms that they're running year-round. You know, there's some really cool stuff that they're doing out there. I'm really impressed with what they're doing. And it's just not that far away. No. I mean, you think to Willa, but really, what is it, like half an hour? Maybe 40 minutes? Something like that? Yeah. And I, I mean, I drive half an hour to work every day, so. I think my favorite interview was still Sim Gill. I know it was relatively recent, but the guy is just like. I hope we get him back this year. I'm sure we will, but. The sexiest DA. He's he's just he's just so well spoken and such a smart, intelligent person, um, and just a you you can tell he genuinely cares about people, mm-hmm. um, and and he doesn't he doesn't see any criminal as being worse than a normal human, just that they broke a law. I was and, talking to Stuart about it last night um, when I took him over to the party because Stuart works for Sim Gill, and I was like, you know. With somebody like that, they're so used to just like a very regimented media tour. You know, it's a couple minutes, whether it's on TV or radio or an interview from a newspaper. And I feel like doing a podcast just gives a different opportunity for people to speak like they normally wouldn't be able to. Yeah. And I was really afraid that being in office for, you know, however many years he's been, that it would just be very... Dry. You know, no, his usual dry. Just, well, just, to yeah. the, just to the point and not, you know. And not like with any kind of heart and like genuine, <laughs> like not that people aren't genuine when they're doing the others, but it's just very like, say, for example, if you're listening to a movie junket, people are asking the same question over and over and over again. So it just becomes very like regimented. And so I just was so impressed with how sincere he was and like no fluff and not telling you what you wanted to hear you know well and 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 to hear i don't want to call him a politician because he's a district attorney he's not really a politician but he kind of is but to to hear him talk about questions that weren't necessarily easy questions but to hear him discuss a real opinion on them instead of trying to just talk around them was was really nice to me and and a welcome change from what i hear from a lot of people so so I really enjoyed that interview. It still sticks in my mind as just one of the better ones that we've done over our 136 episodes. So, any others that stuck out this year? My brain, my brain Sunny? doesn't work that way. Doc, did did oh, I tell yeah. you that I went and saw her? She met no. me in Highland, and I got five books from her for my bosses, and she signed all of them. And it was so last minute, and she was like, "Yeah, I can meet you." And yeah, I've got her book upstairs. Oh, it was like chaos because there was only one in the entire state of Utah, and so I still had her phone, and I was like, "Hey, did you keep your books on you?" And she was just, she was just so nice, and I, she's another one of those people that are like so so smart that have been on our show that you're just like they're changing the world you know yeah yeah one one person at a time i guess i don't know i think it's awesome 
going to Chocolate Conspiracy was cool. Seeing their seeing their yeah, shop. Yeah, getting that was to see fun. the actual operation there was nice because it's. I mean, you think about it and you're like, well, they're manufacturing. Like to see the quality that they produce in terms of a finished product, and to see how small of a space they really work out <laughs> of. Like that's really impressive. Right. When when we're talking like artisanal stuff, like. That's super impressive to me, the kind of quality they put out in their packaging and labeling with how little space they truly do work with there. We were in Harmons the other day. It was before Christmas. And there was this couple, and they were not arguing, but like discussing kind of rapid fire about the the hot chocolate and the containers and what they were going to get. And I'm like... So I just stopped him and I said, you should go to the front by the cheese and look at the chocolate conspiracy hot cocoa because that's the hot cocoa mix that you should get because you can also put it in your coffee and you can make milk, <laughs> chocolate milk from it. And I'm like, and, and I think that they might have gone to the front. I don't know. I didn't stock them or anything, but they were like, okay. And she's like, you can put it in your coffee. And I'm like, yeah, you put it in your coffee. It's so good. I'm still telling you guys, if you haven't tried it, just take a spoonful. You don't need much. It doesn't take a lot. You just take one or two like regular teaspoons full of uh, the chocolate powder mix. Um, the chocolate conspiracy does throw it in your coffee and mix it up. That's all you need. You don't need creamer. You don't need anything else. And it just makes the most delicious mocha you've ever had. And then it was kind of cool the other day. I, posted about Cassie's new tattoo and my cousin um she's like oh you should get aquifer for it da, 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 da. and I said okay that's great I'll, I'll let her know this isn't her first tattoo but we're using oleo um tattoo oil she's like I've heard of them where do you get that and so I kind of mentioned it and then Jen picked up on it and so she responded and said and that was so my little experiences with people with stuff like that has been kind of fun and, and kind of cool um, when people know about the the things that the people that we've been interviewing, I see them becoming really big in the community when people have heard about them. It's not just us talking about them, but everybody knows. Yeah, it's great to see people like that grow and, and people that we, we like. Um, and th- these are all folks, these are all people that we've talked to at one point or another. Um, and we just, we really like the stuff that they do. We like their products. We like the things that they're doing for the community. Um, and so we, we talk about them a lot, uh, and completely unsolicited, honestly. Well, and um, as just as people in general, they're just really cool people. Jen and Derek get all the are just nice down to earth. Yeah. Steve and it, we finally met Steve's wife, uh, like the, the day before Christmas on Christmas, no, the Saturday before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, she's cute. At chocolate. Yeah, like uh-huh. Steve, Steve was talking to us about going somewhere with his wife, and his wife was like standing next and to him. And he's like, oh, wait, this is my wife. <laughs> and then I left my buzzed coffee. Like This is like an ad for like everybody that we love, but <laughs> I... Well, this was the same, this was the same, was this the same day that Trina came and talked to us after Jess had delivered her cake? And Yes, that was the day we saw Jess at the farmer's market, and Trina was talking about her cute little checkered cake that Jess had made for her son. And was then, that the jerky cake? Mm-hmm. And then um, right after we saw Trina, we went upstairs and we talked to Janet Olio and then we moved our way down to Chocolate Conspiracy and I still had my my coffee thing, but I was paying for some chocolate bars because my daughter stayed with some friends before she came down for the holiday and she wants to give the parents some dark chocolate because they like it. And so I picked up cons- dark, dark chocolate from Chocolate Conspiracy and I had set down my drink so I could pay them. And then 
we had the whole, oh yeah, and this is my wife, the person that I'm talking about discussion. And I walked away. And as I'm walking past the oleo thing, I'm like, there's no cup in my hand. I went to take a drink and there was no nothing to drink. So I went running back and and it, his wife was just finding it saying, oh no, somebody left their drink. And I'm like, oh, it was me. And, she, and he's like, yeah. Um, I said, it's funny that we should meet you. He talks about you all the time when we've talked to him on the podcast. And she's like, he talks about you guys too. <laughs> so it was kind of fun. It, it was a, that was a fun day because we saw Trina and we saw Jess there and we saw... Jen and we saw Steve and Steve's wife like it was a big we saw a whole bunch of people that day babe so uh, anybody have anything else or we want to start talking about some 2019 stuff 2019 okay so 2019 so every year we, we kind of do this so the, the legislature meets in January uh, they pass a bunch of legislation a lot of it's just stupid bullshit um, maybe there's a special session it's happened a couple times magically in the last few years um, but inevitably a lot of laws take effect the beginning of the next year before they start their session uh, so we like to talk about the laws that are, are taking effect that are, are going to be different this year, um, but there's really not many. Um, it's actually really sparse. Most of it's a lot of procedural stuff. There's one really, really big one, and that's the DUI law change. So uh, this took effect on Sunday. Uh, so the 29th, was that the 29th? The I think so. Sunday the 30th at midnight. So it took took effect on midnight on Sunday. Okay. Um but uh, our blood alcohol limit for driving under the influence is now 0.05 instead of 0.08, which is the strictest in the nation. It does. We talked about this at length. Um, it does model some other European countries. Apparently um, tons. Yeah. And like way more than you even think have a zero tolerance like at all. Well, I mean, really at 0.05, that's basically zero tolerance. Um, here's, the, here's the thing. And, and I said this when we talked about it before. Hopefully this doesn't change the way uh, enforcement of the law works in terms of, of DUI checks um, and in terms of, of, you know, how they actually pull you over for drinking. Um, and they're going to conduct field sobriety tests. One of the very last things they ever do is have you blow into a breathalyzer. And that's only if they believe that you're impaired. Uh, and, and otherwise... They don't really care. And I've watched, I watch police cops all the time. And outside of the state of Utah, this happens. Uh, so police cops, for those that you don't know, is live PD. It's one of my favorite shows uh, on TV because it just shows you all the stupid shit that happens in police work. Um, but they pull people over all the time because it, it, it's Friday and Saturday nights when, when they're live. And they, they pull people over a lot for for suspicion of, of drunk driving. And they've pulled people over and they're like, well, you don't seem so impaired that you aren't safe behind the wheel. Um, but, you know, do you want to do a breathalyzer? And, and like one of the cops is like, I'm not going to, regardless of what this breathalyzer says, I don't think that you're impaired. So I'm not going to do anything. You know, I'm not going to write you a ticket or take you to jail based off of the breathalyzer, um, but I'd, I'd still like you to take it. And, like, this one guy took it, and he blew, like, a .16 or something, and he's like, wow. He's like, I really can't let you drive your car. Like, <laughs> he's like, you don't seem impaired, but that's just too high for me to let you drive out of here. I'm not going to take you to jail because that's what I told you when, when I asked you if you'd take this. He's like, so do you have someone that you can call? Can we call you a cab and, like, leave your car here? But you can't get back behind the wheel of your car. So... 
again, like they shouldn't be doing that at 0.05, but 0.05 just means don't drink and drive, period. If you have a drink, don't drive your car. Now, the big the big question is, well, if I have a glass of wine with dinner and I leave and I get pulled over, I'm probably going to blow a 0.05 if I have to blow. But hopefully you won't get pulled over. Well, and hopefully at that point you're not really impaired. Well, you shouldn't be. With one glass of wine over dinner, you shouldn't be impaired. Now, if you go and have four drinks and then have a meal where you have a drink or two during the meal... You should not be driving your car when you leave that restaurant, period, in December. Yeah, but you're going to be way over 0.05. Yeah. Well, and... and uh, Well, and the thing the thing about that is is it's just, it's so much harder because, like, if, if we eat the same things throughout the day and I sit down and have a glass of wine with dinner and you have beer, my likelihood of being at 0.05 is higher than yours well in the ntsb the national transportation and safety board backed the legislation and i don't know i don't think it's going to be that big of a deal we'll, we'll talk a little more about it or we can talk about it now before we get into the rest of them so they they've done i i actually put in the show notes uh the dui checkpoints are a uh, are a waste um because i think they are widely um a waste so um Utah did one in Mill Creek. The Unified Police Department set up a DUI checkpoint in Mill Creek on Friday this last week. Um, so they stopped 563 vehicles. Um, one of those stops, there was a person arrested for DUI. One for open container, one for drug possession, and a stolen car was recovered. <laughs> so they stopped 563 people, arrested one for DUI. So a huge waste of taxpayers' money. That's what I think. I think that's crazy. Um, I mean, I they, they did it to try and make sure that people weren't drinking and driving, but come on. That's such a weird spot. Like, 3400 South and Highland is very residential. There's a lot of bars up there. So that's Are where... Yeah, oh, that's where, like, so a, like a bar named Sue A bar named Sue huh? is up on 39th and Highland, yeah. and there's a bunch of stuff coming into Brickyard. That's where I Liquid... I forget about that area. Liquid Joe's is right by there, because um, that's basically Brickyard. 33rd and Highland is Brickyard. Is it the Westerner that's up there or something like that? No, the, the Westerner's, Westerner's in on West Redwood. Valley on Redwood. And, like, what am I thinking? There's one of... Uh, what am I thinking? So Liquid Joe's Cotton is there. Bottom? What? Um, the Cotton, Cotton Bottom's bottom? in that area. Maybe. It's in White City. But there's there's a there's a bunch of of bars and stuff over there. So it's not entirely surprising, but to find only one DUI seems like a huge waste of resources. I think DUI checkpoints are stupid to begin with. And and this is what I never understand. Why is it that when I see someone that I know has clearly been drinking and driving, I never can find a cop nearby? <laughs> never. You can call the police on those people, by the way. You can call, I think, 911 and tell them, and they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get a unit out there to check. Um, but also, um, so uh, this weekend, because that took effect for New Year's Eve, and this story, I think, is a day old, um, but um, the DUI limit was in effect for 24 hours, and there were eight arrests for DUI in that time frame. Um, does it in this article? Does it say how many? Yeah. Well, normally? it says last year there were ten arrests in the same time frame. Yeah. Well, and it said that the 0.05 didn't even seem to factor. Um, they all were over 0.08. And and again, I think it goes back to they're not going to pull you over for suspicion of drunk driving and run through sobriety tests and give you a breathalyzer if you're at a 0.05, most likely. 
It would be like infractions, like running a light or swerving or, or forgetting not using your signal. Signal. Yeah. So I've been pulled over a, like or a tail light out. Leaving Liquid Joe's, I got pulled over once um, for like not using my signal to change lanes. I got pulled over. The cop comes up. He's like, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" I'm like, "I don't have a fucking idea why you pulled me over." It's like twelve thirty at night, and I had just come out of a bar. I knew why he pulled me over. He was checking to see if I was drunk. Um, I'm like, "No, I don't know why he pulled me over." He's like, "Well, uh, you didn't use your turn signal back there, and uh, have you been drinking?" And I'm like, "Nope." He's like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, I just left Liquid Joe's, but I haven't had anything to drink." Okay, see ya. Like that was the extent of the traffic stop. Like, why the? F- it's really fucking annoying. But they do those because of Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Actually, Mothers Against Drunk Driving has. Um, oh, the checkpoints. Yeah, not the checkpoints. The 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 finding excuses to stop people for little infractions like that to do drunk driving checks in the evenings. Mothers Against Drunk Driving had a pretty big hand in in like the training and the policies that that, that have become a part of that. So. I just tell my girls, please make good decisions. <laughs> that is my favorite Options thing. Options now, like with Lyft and Uber. It's so easy to not drive drunk. Like, it's just, there's no excuse for it. It's not expensive. It. Okay, so uh, there's some other stuff that hap- that's going to be happening. So um, they changed some registration fees for ATVs and, and toy hauler type stuff, you know. Uh, snowmobiles and motorcycles. And they have the Urban Farm Amendment, but they don't really go much into what... Well, so they don't spend a lot of time going into some of these. So, like, there's some changes to how you can transfer license plates. Um, there's some health insurance uh, guarantee stuff. There's um, the special session stuff that was passed um, by the people. Um, the commercial property tax amendments that have happened. The... Um, there's a bunch of basically bureaucratic shit that got passed. And the urban farming thing, like, you can go into the very specific stuff that changed. And they're all amendments, so, yeah. like, the laws existed, they're just updating. I wonder what that allows, if it, like, if it allows bees and chickens or... or I, know you, I know you don't know how to read the show notes, but if you'll go into <laughs> it and you open the link, there's actually a link there that you can go through and, and read whatever changed. <laughs> that link... So it, it basically <laughs> um, modify the definition of urban farming. That I, and basically the change from what I can gather is that it just allows a county to authorize it uh, and make changes within the county. And so, you know, Salt Lake County might view urban farming a little bit differently than, say, Utah County, where there's some really well, rural areas. Well, probably what you're doing with it, too. There's some states where yeah. if you have a beehive, the state will give you a stipend. A grant for, uh-huh, for oh, supplies no. and everything, like because they want people to do bees. So any money you spend on bees, you can turn. I don't. I don't know if you turn it through your taxes. I don't know exactly how it works, but some states do that. They don't here in Utah, but it would be cool if they did. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. Please make good decisions. So just like we were talking about, Bree just said to our daughter, who's leaving, to make good decisions. Um, I tell my older teenage girls that all the time about pretty much everything. <laughs> Make good choices. Think about it before you do something. She makes me nervous backing out of the garage without you helping her this time, though. Because Jeremy and I are parked right there? No, no more because more of my, my mirror. Oh, shit. She, are you not parked behind? Jeremy's parked behind me. Are you parked behind Jeremy? Yep. Okay, perfect. You Can m- she back out and pass two cars and not wipe us both out? You might want to go help her. 
This is the part of the show. Yeah, we all know her. She has. We all have all heard her stories about. Backing out. Okay, so she parks parks, like far away in parking lots so that she doesn't have to park next to cars. That's smart. So, Julia, over the break, we we had to go somewhere. She drove. She parks, same thing. She parks way out. I'm like, what are you doing? There was all these parks. I don't want to park anywhere where I have to back out. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with Sean, too. She likes to okay. not have to back out anywhere. Like the other day, she was trying to back out of the garage. She's like, I don't know if I can do it. I'm like, oh, my God, really? So I'm like <laughs> out there like yelling at her, like, at okay, turn smart. your wheel. She's been driving for two years. How do you not know how to back out a vehicle? She drives a giant-ass vehicle. That's true. I learned how to drive on a custom van. I had issues backing out all the time, but you couldn't see anything. Yeah. Because it had like curtains and. And it had on a stick. It was fancy. Backing, up with, f- the, backing up with a stick is a bit of a challenge. Can be a bit Did of a challenge. Did it say free candy on the side of the van you learned? No, it was a fancy one. Did it have like a unicorn? We had like a TV in the back. Oh, yeah. It had carpet, all the whole carpet <gasps> up. Yeah. yeah. 70 shagging wagons. It wasn't, no. It was, no. It was more like a, like a felt, like a, not felt. My like friends. a Deluxe like material. You're galore. not. You're you're not making me think it's less of a shagging wagon by telling me that. By so the way. I know what you're talking about though, because when I was a, and when the I was, seats would turn around. All yeah. junior oh, yeah. high, my friends who moved from Wyoming. You might know them, Chris, because you know there's only half a million people from in Wyoming. Wyoming. Anyway, they had one of those the the travel quote unquote travel vans. So I had like the the two seats. The front seat and the back seat, but they like swiveled, uh-huh, so you could she was just saying. like turn them and lock them into place. Oh, ours turned all the way around. Yeah, yeah, and you could lock it into anyway, and then it. But oh yeah, carpet everywhere. Walls, Did it have the little bed thing in the top? Oh, ours was at the uh, back. The back seat laid down. No, but I I did have Wait, another friend. About? Had another friend, and you crank it open up the top loop, and it makes the bed up there. They do have that in Volkswagen. What are you talking about? It makes that noise. We're talking about shagging wagons from the 70s. It goes bloop. <gasps> do you remember my dad's truck and the carpet kit in the back? I do. Speaking of that carpet. That made into a bed. Shagging wagons. Speaking of creepy carpet kits and vehicles. Oh, wagons has It's really cold outside. Um, okay, so. Cold outside. Okay, sorry. Enough shagging wagon. No, nah, it's okay. So one of the other things that's kind of killer, hopefully that'll be brought up in the 2019 legislation um, with the legislative session coming up here, is our 3.2 beer policy. So Utah is uh, one of, I think, two states left now uh, that allows 3.2 beer to be sold in grocery stores. Um, every other state has has gotten rid of that. Colorado law. just was the, the the last big one. Was the it? last? So Kansas and Colorado were the two last big ones that were left. Um, but uh, basically, um, there's a so there's a whole bunch that's getting discontinued already. So it's we're starting to see those changes now. Um, so Kate Bradshaw, who was the director of a coalition. Um, for some major beer retailers. So these are these are things that will be discontinued in 3.2 beer. Corona bottles and a six-pack. So does that mean you can only get like the 18 or the whatever, 24? So it means that Corona bottles and a six-pack will no longer be available as 3.2. Bud Light six-packs of cans. Wow. Red's Apple Ale half barrel, whatever the fuck that thing is. Where do you get that? <laughs> Red's Raspberry Ale bottles or and 16-ounce cans in 24-packs. Red's Blueberry Ale in 16-ounce cans in 24-packs. Seasonal brews, so like your Blue Moon seasonal stuff, your... Some seasonal brews. 
Yeah, my but guess is most of that stuff, well, the, the more crafty style stuff. That all comes out away. of Colorado, though, because that's all owned by Budweiser. Of course. Of course. But that's all, yeah. So why would they're not going to make it for just Utah? Yeah, what, well, that's just it. Like, it's Utah, and I think Missouri is the other state that's still a 3.2 holdout. Uh, and the, the amount of the beer market, the percentage is just so small that there's no point. So there's two problems here. One is the amount of beer available for purchase in a grocery store is going to be the selection is going to be very limited, right? So you've got the grocery stores and gas stations. That that's a big chunk of money that they make, especially gas stations. Which let's face it, their selection isn't that great right now, anyway. No, and it's and it's going to get worse as a result. And so now now you're asking people to buy a 24 pack of Corona or a 12 pack of Corona instead of a six pack, which isn't necessarily horrible, but probably not going to result in the best choices. Um, well, or the average person who likes to have a six pack on hand. Not gonna buy twelve or twenty four. What the hell are you gonna do with that many? Yeah, well, and so the other big issue is the liquor store. The state liquor stores are not set up to handle beer sales. Well, and and, and when you go to the liquor store, you've got to buy it by the can or the well, bottle. And it's not cold. Well, and that was so they just did a huge survey with the DABC, and that was one of the biggest uh, responses was cold beer. Yeah, you cannot buy cold beer at the DABC, and I don't think they will ever put refrigeration units in there because in the eyes of the legislature, uh, having cold beer means people are going to crack it open and drink it right away. Well, that's kind of true. Yeah, while you're walking out the door. Yeah, exactly. Before you leave the store, you're going to crack that sucker open yeah. and drink it and then jump in your car like with a cold, cold one. Beer. Yeah, that's not that's <laughs> not the reality, but it is nice to have a 12-pack, go to the store, buy a six-pack or a 12-pack, and then get to the barbecue where right. you're going to drink and hang out for several hours. Well, you can't do that if you go get beer from the liquor store because it's got to sit and get cold. And Americans like cold beer. There are certain beers that are good warm, but not very many of them. Uh, And so right now, I mean, you can even go look. The, the, The selection of beer in a liquor store is abysmal in terms of volume. Now, they have a fairly good selection. Um, but but it, it's just a little corner usually. Well, and it takes up a lot of shelf space and a lot of floor space that they could be dedicated to other stuff that make the state a bit more money. And you're paying per can and per bottle. Not. Yeah, I will not pay $2 a bottle for a bottle of beer. That's just highway robbery. It's insane. $12 well, for a six-pack of, of, like, fucking Sam Adams? Yeah, I was Are you say Sam me? Adams. So that's what, that's what it comes down to is, the only place you'll find these is in the actual liquor store. So that's the question is, is the state legislature going to propose legislation to change that? I think the answer is yes. I think the change to require grocery stores and gas stations to have a different kind of liquor license and for that to be managed by the state was a precursor. And I think this year we're going to see uh, that change. I think we're going to see that law change. I sure hope we are. I don't know. I haven't seen the bills coming out yet, but uh, I know there was a whole slew released today. I know it shouldn't surprise me, but it always does. Like when I was in Texas last month, you go to just a normal grocery store and they've got a better selection than like the average liquor store in Utah. Well, like the first time that I traveled with Chris to Wyoming, I mean, you go into Smith's and you use your fresh values card and you get your points and discounts and crap on Walmart in Iowa. You know, it's well, the Walmart mesquite. Fuck, just go to any grocery store in California or gas station. Like yeah. CVS. Yeah, CVS pharmacy. Oh, yeah. Well, like like at Disneyland, the CVS that's attached to the hotel, they've got a, a tremendous selection. Yeah. So we'll never get there. We're always going to sell it out of the state liquor stores. But if we change the way 
beer is sold, that that's going to change. I think the other thing that you'll see leave the shelves again is probably your wine cooler type stuff, because I don't think you're going to continue to see those malt beverages made at 3.2 if there's no no desire for them. Well, like Mike's isn't at isn't a 3.2. Yes, it's higher than that. Nope. I thought. Are you sure? It is the malt beverage. It's the malt beverage line, and that's it's sold in grocery stores right now, um, but it won't be. I think that will probably get discontinued at that lower version. So when you buy it at the and look, we're not talking a massive change in alcohol volume here. We're usually going from three two to like three six or four, like that's usually the line. Um, and you could still draw a line, I think, and say, look, anything over whatever that mass market number is, maybe it's five. Has to be sold. I think 5% is fine. Anything over 5%, any of your high point beers need to be sold in the liquor store. I think that's okay to say because you can't buy wine at the grocery store. Honestly, Texas was four. I think everything. Yeah, and I think it is. I think it's like four four or one or something. Some number like that that's pretty pretty reasonable. And that's where most beer manufacturers make their beers. So, anyway. Um, I just know because my uncle was making fun of all of this. Because <laughs> he's like, I gave you. I'm going to give you guys a real beer and put you all to bed. Yeah. Well, when I first moved here from Wyoming, <laughs> you know, growing up in high school and drinking Wyoming beer, I was able to just put beer away in college here like it was nothing because it was it was considerably less. Because first off, we were drinking the cheap shit anyway, uh, and then you know, on top of that, it's you know, you could drink an extra beer for every three beers everyone else drinks. So. Well, think of it this way though. When, like when you're used to alcoholic mixed beverages here, when you travel, you you can drink fewer beverages before you get toasted because you're not used to having all that liquor in it. Well, I guess if that's if you drink at a bar. Usually dr- drinks everywhere else feel kind of weak to me. The the drinks we had at Disneyland, they were not shy with the alcohol. No. Cow. They don't fuck around. <laughs> they make them good. Um, so, so another piece of legislation I'd hope to see passed here is some, some work on minimum wages. Um, so I I wanted to post this article up. I actually have been reading this uh, at national news outlets, and it was on KSL. Um, but basically, it's it's discussion of prices starting to rise around the country as as a lot of states enact new minimum wage laws. So the federal minimum wage is still since two thousand and nine seven twenty five an hour. If you make seven twenty five an hour even full time, you are still below the poverty line at this point. Isn't poverty like thirty two thousand? Isn't that what they consider poverty? Mm-mm. I'm not sure. It depends on it depends on the area that you're in and how big your family is, but I'm pretty sure it's like twenty four thousand. Twenty four thousand is considered poverty for a single white person. Probably twenty four thousand. A single white person. Single person. <laughs> single white male is how I usually refer to things like that, but but then you changed it and it made it sound worse. <laughs> Well, you know. So then for a family, is it like 32? It de- well, it just depends on how big the family is, you know, how many. Well, and people. where, because like you can't get as much in California as you can here. Either way, if you're making $7 an hour, you're not even close to either of those numbers. No. And so most states, because the federal minimum wage hasn't been raised, most states, in fact, they were talking about 20, 20 states have new um, and and two dozen cities have new minimum wage changes happening uh, at the at the beginning of this year. Um, and so you're seeing a lot of states like Seattle moving up to $16 an hour, New York um, $15 an hour. You think that sounds awesome, but the prices in New York, 15 bucks an hour is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, well, and even like a place like Arkansas and Missouri, they're, they're talking about $12 an hour. 
Um, so $12 an hour from $7.25 is huge. It's almost a 100% increase. That tells you how far behind we are. But this, this article in particular was about um, the, the changes in, in prices of stuff. So they're going to have to add a dime on. So it's funny because you think about stuff going up in cost. Okay, so I got to add a dime onto a breakfast meal, right? A dime doesn't seem like a lot of money to most people, but then that, you know, they bitch any time a price goes up. But a dime allows someone to now pay their their staff, you know, another twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year in total to meet new requirements to be paying their staff another four or five dollars an hour. So when you sit down at your damn table and you have to pay an extra dime for your meal and maybe an extra penny in your percentage for your tip, oh no. Also, if you go to a restaurant in the state of Utah and you don't fucking tip your waiter or waitress, you're a piece of shit. Because they make even less. They're making like $2.15 an hour. Two thirteen. Two thirteen. That's what Just Julia knows. was making at Bluefish. Yeah. She was uh, waiting it's, table it's stupid. Bluefish. It's stupid. So make sure you tip, uh, especially at full-service restaurants in the state of Utah. So hopefully the uh, the state legislature will, will do something there. Yeah, you don't have to tip the McDonald's worker because they're usually making like $15 an hour already. I I don't think they will, if I'm being honest. I don't think we're going to see a minimum wage thing in the legislative session this year, which is really sad. All right, so... That was the sad sigh. <laughs> well, because I don't think any of the rest of... The rest of the articles are all about one big topic, and it's something we didn't talk about last week, even though it was happening. Um, the government is shut down. So Donald Trump threw a temper tantrum, even though... Literally. Even though uh, the the Senate Democrats and Republicans were able to agree on a budget, that budget did not include funding for his stupid piece of shit wall, his border wall with Mexico. And as a result, he decided to not sign that legislation, and, and they don't have enough votes to force it through anyway. And so the government has been shut down. Make no mistake, this was 100% on Donald Trump's shoulders. The reason we're talking about it is it has a humongous impact on the state of Utah. So last week, going down to St. George, all the national parks, big signs, closed, closed, closed. So they are they are all closed. So they're, they're closed for multiple reasons. One, it's seasonal, right? So it's the winter time. They're not as busy. But for instance, arches and canyon lands have been shut down because they can't plow the roads. Because there's no funding. Because so the way it works in most states, uh, in most areas, is the federal government operates the parks and they pay local municipalities to do stuff like snow removal because they already have the equipment. It's just doing more routes, basically. Well, they don't pay. And so the state of Utah says, we can't afford to do that uh, to, to manage your park, to manage your land. When we have the big snow years, we don't even hardly have enough money to do our own we don't budget enough to do our own and so like i'm actually convinced sometimes like we had that big snowfall on new year's eve or was it new year's eve yeah no was the day before new year's eve and like they didn't plow the roads for a whole day and i think sometimes i wonder if that's because they're trying to avoid spending the money Mm -hmm. um, because it is a budgetary thing and sometimes we run out of of plow money in january for the whole year and we still have several months of of winter uh, between the start of the year and the end of the year, so remember a couple of years ago they had that emergency. They have to do emergency funding stuff. because they because we we had a lot had a lot of snow and exactly what you were saying they were out of money mid January. So arches and canyonlands have been shut down specifically for that reason. It's just dangerous. They can't plow the roads. So there's some parks like um, so Yellowstone National Park, not in Utah, but really close. Um, 
it's interesting because it's pretty much shut down in the winter anyway. You can't get in and out. But they do like snowmobile guides mm-hmm. to go into parts of the park on yep. snowmobile. Uh, and so some of the tour companies, <laughs> some of the tour companies have decided to actually fund the cleanup of, of those trails that they use. They have those like six man snow. The snow cats, the big cats snow cats. That they'll, that they'll take you and do those tours through Yellowstone in the winter. Well, and, and here's the thing. The reason they're paying for it is if they didn't, they wouldn't have a business. So it's not cheap, it's not free, but it allows them to at least continue to operate during a busy part of their, you know, a busy part of their year because this is a big part of their business. Um, and so they're they're doing that. And we're seeing that happen in some areas. Zion's, well, Zion is that way. Yeah. Zion's has a nonprofit that's spending roughly $2,500 a week to try and keep the park open on a minimal basis. So what we're talking about with these parks is stuff like trash removal. So not just trash that assholes fucking litter all over the park that's insane by the way the stuff that's going on in some of these parks from fuckers that go into these parks and just throw their garbage everywhere because there's no one there there's no ranger to tell them not to um but it's trash removal from trash bins it's trash it's it's porta potty cleaning so the big places that you shit in these parks like the little things that you don't think of that are amenities in these parks yeah and, and it may not seem like a great amenity but like if there's plumbed plumbed toilets there's no one to clean those there's no one to uh, make sure that the septic tanks that they're most likely using are are being dealt with properly so they have to shut them down uh if they're open pit uh sort of bathrooms so in a lot of you don't think about this but like we have a lot of national forests in the state of utah uh and if you want to go camping in a national forest you're going to go shit in a wood house somewhere that's got an open pit and they come up and they empty those things out regularly no one's there to do that don't they don't they come in every couple of days and put they line it with I don't know if it's sawdust or something like every couple of days to keep the smell and everything down uh-huh and then it they, is if nobody's doing that holy cow exactly no one's doing it's these a things good thing it's winter and it's not hot well and uh. there's and there's typically the one good thing is there's not usually a lot of of campers this time of year but the further south you go in the state of utah the more that stuff is right. not the case well, so it's not cold when well, you're in cold. when you're in bryce in canyon and when you're in zion's national park like those are places where people could still go but well those parks right on the arizona utah border that where they have the higher glyphs and all that kind of stuff yeah well and that's the other thing there's no forest service there's no park rangers uh, that that are there to stop oh, people, people from defacing not, them. Yeah, and so and so now all the assholes that purely would stop because there was someone there to say no and to write them a ticket. They're being assholes. They're being assholes. They're able to go out there and fucking destroy you know national treasures, things that are irreplaceable. Because you need someone to tell you you can't do that. I mean, there there's some there's some parks. So I, we were there was this article, and and this was on CNN actually. So Joshua Tree State Park, uh, or Joshua Tree National Park in uh, California. California. It's unbelievable the amount of waste that's over there. It's disgusting. What's going on in that park? Like I I, I don't even know. Like it, it's so there's the. Uh, person that works for Yosemite and she described it as a free-for-all so basically people are just doing whatever the fuck they want there there was a story I read I don't know if it was in one of these articles but there was so there's things you don't think about one of the things park rangers do is when you have people fighting over campsites 
they resolve the dispute. So you go reserve campsites, you know, at a, on a federal website and you get that campsite for so long. And that's how they make sure that things are, you know, copacetic. This is like your new series of live PD. It's going to be like yeah, fighting but, campsites. No, but this is the thing. So now you have people fighting over a campsite. There's no park ranger to resolve it. And things are getting violent in some instances. Like people are fighting. Like, oh, it gives me anxiety. It's, it's crazy. So that's, so it's, 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 I've said it's like a million times, Here's so I had to stop thing. myself like, if talking. You I'm just are so frustrated. a tourist, like, and you know this is happening, change your plans. Like, don't, don't go. So we have five national parks in the state of Utah. The only one that's going to stay open is Zions. Uh, and that's only because um, there are, there's a nonprofit group, like I said, uh, that is is basically throwing up money to try and keep the bathrooms clean and trash collection going. Um God bless them. Everyone. So even even right now, uh, four to 5,000 visitors uh, per day next week is, is what they're estimating. Four to 5,000 visitors a day, and there's no one there to staff the park. The project's called the Zion Forever Project. That's staffing. And it's very minimal. It's a couple of park rangers. So one of the things is they won't be running buses, I'm sure, mm-hmm. up and down the canyon. And so then cars are going to run up and down that canyon because there's nowhere in there to stop them. And the reason they stopped running cars up and down it is because of how bad they were for the land, for the environment down there. So I hate you, Donald Trump. This this goes beyond those parks, though. So one of the things that you have to, to keep in mind, and this is where it becomes very damaging to the state of Utah, there are a lot of businesses in these areas. So you look at a place like Moab. The only reason Moab exists as, as the town it does is because of the national parks. So when arches and canyon lands are completely shut down because they can't remove snow. Now, right now is the off season in Moab. They don't, there's a lot of businesses that aren't even open until mid-February. But if this government shutdown continues, which there's all signs pointing to a wheel, unless the Democrats are willing to fund a border wall, which I just don't think is going to happen. This is going to continue for a while. It's going to devastate those local economies. Hotels. The only reason there's a million hotels in Moab is because of the tourism. The only reason there's a bunch of hotels down in in the city of of Washington. And what's the other one that's right by Zion Park uh, is, is because of Zion National Park. And there's a bunch of hotels. Like Boulder? Yeah, like 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 those areas. That's the only reason those those towns have hotels. That's the only reason some of those towns actually exist still is is because of the national parks and, well, and, and some the of those restaurants down there, different places like that. Yeah, that's it, and they're only open during tourist season. Yeah, and and if they you know you you know if they don't have if they don't have business, they don't keep their doors open. Well, it's bigger than that, and I was just trying to find the article. I should have printed it out earlier, but when it very first happened. Just a couple days after a lady that works at the Salt Lake Airport for the government wrote an editorial about how it's affecting her, how she has to work without getting paid and and was just kind of like, I'm a little lady. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So, okay, for the 5,000. So another thing that affects us, uh, we have an IRS center in Ogden. There's 5,000 workers. Uh, up in Ogden that work for the IRS. Uh, and they don't know when they're going to see their next paycheck. So, you know, th- this is what's crazy when they put these guys on furlough. So 
let's say you're making forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. Well, you're probably living a paycheck to paycheck at forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. Like if you miss a couple of paychecks, it's devastating. Oh yeah. Like you have to go find another job, devastating. And some of these workers aren't even able to go find another job because they're expected to continue to work without pay. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But let's let's say you're not. You get furloughed. You're not supposed to go into work. You're not going to get paid. So now you're out a couple checks at this point. So we've been closed, shut down for two weeks. You're out two checks. Let's say they figure out something uh, here in the next couple of weeks. So you're just out those two checks. But that's that's a twelfth of your income for the year. That's, that's your that's half your, of a month's mortgage. If you don't have any kind of savings, you're fucked. You're not paying your mortgage. You're behind. And now catching up from being behind is incredibly hard in everything. And it goes against your credit. Yeah. It's really rough. So the first thing you do is you don't make the house payment or the car payment. Then they take the car. You'll take a little bit longer to lose the house. But then it just starts this domino effect. Yeah, well, and look at it. So so if you make different plans because you're a tourist. Well, now I'm not going to fly to Salt Lake. Okay, so now the airport doesn't get business. The rental car company doesn't get business. The restaurants between here and St. George don't get business. Or are you going to fly into to Las Vegas? Well, people in St. George don't get your business from staying in St. George and going to Zions. Like, it's, it's insane. It is such a big part of our economy. And I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I can't remember how big tourism is, but it's one of the biggest parts of our economy. I want to say it's like second or third. Well, think about every single... Puh. What, 90% of our guests that come on here talk about going to those places as their one thing? I mean, and that's people that live here, you know? When you have people that travel all over because they want to come see the arches because they saw it in a picture on Pinterest, you know? Yeah, it's... it. I, I, I just don't... I don't know. How. He doesn't care. He still gets paid. So Utah Tourism Overview. This is from 2017. The 2018 numbers aren't finalized yet. $9.15 billion is what people visiting the state of Utah spent. That supports 147,000 jobs. It results in $1.34 billion in state and local tax revenues. And it gives us a relief locally of about $1,400 a household in taxes because we're able to obtain that kind of tax revenue from tourism. That's all gone while the government shut down. So just kind of keep that in mind when, when you support this shit. When you want to write your representative and your senators and, and tell them to fix it, this is why, because it is a big impact on Utah. Um, and it's it's really a shame to see it at the, at the place that it's at. Um, in fact, there are a bunch of federal employees right now in the process of suing the federal government over lack of pay. So it's the Federal Employed Workers Union or something, and Federal Employee Labor Union that's doing it. So basically because the government's requiring uh, what they deem essential employers uh, to work without pay during the partial government shutdown, uh, the American Federation of Government Employees um, has now sued them. So 380,000 federal employees will be furloughed and 420,000 will work without pay due to the shutdown continuing into the new year. So this group is suing the federal government as a result. Um, as a violation of, uh, what act is it? I can't remember what the name of the act is. The, the hell is it? It's in here somewhere. Is it? I don't the Fair it. Labor Standards Act. 
so basically the act that we all live off of that says, hey, they have to pay you this much. They have to offer you breaks. They have to offer you lunches. They have to do these different things. They have to pay you within this amount of time after termination. That same legislation, the government doesn't get to go around it. It exists for workers' protections, and now the workers are using it to come after the government and say, if we have to work, you have to pay us. So the government has the right to furlough employees and lay them off without pay, but they they shouldn't be able to force them to work without pay. On a like a bigger, uh, broader view, the Salt Lake Tribune has how it's affecting Utah. So there's nearly 37,000 federal employees, including postal workers in Utah, with a large chunk of them being employed as civilians by Hill Air Force Base. Um, oh, yeah. All it, those contractors, by the way, they don't have jobs right now. It says social security checks will continue, although people signing up for those are going to have to wait until the government reopens. And the biggest one, at least I think, the Farm Service Agency would halt offering loans to farmers ahead of planting seasons and loans from Federal Housing Administrator. Which is a big deal for farmers because they, yeah. they, they, they use you those have, loans. You only have a window to plant. Yeah, like a couple of weeks usually. Yeah. You can't wait around for... Yeah, for, for Donald Trump no, to pull his gaggy. head out of his ass because he wants to build a stupid. I mean, this wall. is a this is a big deal. It's really big, and it's it's amazing to me that it's not that it's not getting more attention than it is. Um, it's, I think the government has shut down so much recently that it's almost just accepted. Like it just, it seems to happen almost every well, single you, time budget approval comes up. If you remember when we, we, we had our, when we did our stuff with Misty a, uh, a year and a half, two years ago, we talked a lot about this and a lot about how the last big shutdown really affected the, the mm-hmm. residents of Utah. If you want to go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes in the mid to late twenties, probably is, is when we talked about a lot of this stuff with her, um, that was a major, major impact. And the government was shut down for like three or four months. And I know people. So my best friend, Angie, her sister was a federal uh, park worker. She worked for, for the Forestry Service. So was her husband. Uh, and so was her husband. And they were in like North Dakota or something. They both got furloughed. They ended up having to move to find new jobs. They moved to a different state entirely because they, they just couldn't survive. They were young people fresh out of college that were working for the Forestry Service. Um, you know, I, I have, I have customers that went out of business as a result of those things. Um, no one can go three or four months without a paycheck. No. Uh, so it's a big deal. It's a big impact on Utah. Um, I don't know how it's not being talked about more. It's, it's really discouraging that it's not. So we're going to end on that really depressing note. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't... Hopefully Thursday, there will be some good Yeah, I sure hope so. There's, there's stuff happening. There I mean, is. There was the, a good article today. The, the, the leaders of the House and the Senate met with the president again. I don't know what they're going to come up with, um, but uh, hopefully what will happen is in the next few weeks, next couple of months, uh, impeachment proceedings will begin from the House. Well, it- at this point, honestly, Trump's that's, that's, no, I know every time somebody says that, cause I have a, a lot of like super political friends across the country and every time they post new information, I always post the same meme that's like, but when, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing to, to undertake, but I, I think because Democrats now have a majority in the house officially as of today, listen, 
Well, they impeached Nixon. But that doesn't mean he's out as president. Once he's impeached, they have to out him as president. Correct. Then the Senate has to decide if it's worthy to kick him out of office, basically, and to, to proceed with a, a trial. Um, but Nixon never got impeached. Nixon resigned before his impeachment to avoid impeachment and to avoid going to trial in the Senate. Because he would have, and he would have been found guilty, and he would have went to prison for a long time. So instead, what he did was resign so that that stuff would go away. There's a good chance that's that's what's going to happen with Donald Trump. All signs, all the uh, publicly available information seem to point to a lot of guilt coming out of his corner. So I have a question about all of the Trump supporters who are still Trump supporters. When he ran, so all of the other stuff They aside, don't listen to this podcast. Right, I know. I'm, I, I'm saying all of the other stuff aside, though... When he said that Mexico was going to pay for the wall and now he's shut down the government to pay for the wall, I just don't see how you... They don't remember that. They don't remember anything selective other than... Memory. It's It's not even selective. It's whatever bullshit they've been fed by Fox News for the last week. It really you is. Know, even it's crazy. Fox News, I've been... So the TV's... Where I sit in the gym, there's seems to always be a Fox News TV just that's to the her right favorite of me. Spot. I just want everyone to know that's her favorite bike. No. Is the one that sits in front of the Fox News TV. It's just to the right of the screen that's right in front of me, the Fox News TV. And so every once in a while, if I like look up from my book or if I'm doing the treadmill, so I'm not reading and I look up and I see it, I read closed captioning all the time at home. If anyway, you want, so. I can put some horse blinders on you. <sighs> But but I've been looking at the <laughs> topics and they're not the the thing is is they're not talking about this at all. No, they're not. Like that's not the the I can't even. That's rem- my point. It's not. I being can't even remember some of the topics that they're discussing. But they're so just benign, like midday, like you know the ten o'clock after the real news is off, you know. Well, TV I also, news I also think it, really for the last week and a half that this has been going on, a lot of people haven't been at work. A lot of people haven't been doing their normal daily routines and, and they're not paying attention to news anyway. That's probably some of it too. Yeah. They're not paying attention to news because they're not in their normal place where they would read it or whatever. But I, how do you, I just don't see how you can ignore this stuff I don't stuff know how anymore. you vote for the guy in the first place. So, I mean, you're asking no. you're asking a population that is really fucking stupid and swayed easily, very fickle, to explain why they're so fickle and they don't even know what the word means. I I get that. I I hate to give it too much credit, but I can see where during the the campaigns you let your your vote be swayed. I mean, I. That's how he still talks but, to people. I right, but at this point in time, with all of the stuff, I just don't see how many people still don't see it. Well, that's going to continue for a while. I think like this. So. Well, and because of that, I just don't see all of this going away as easily as just impeaching Trump. It will because. If you look at what has happened around the country in other races, this is how the Democrats took the House. Yeah, but there were but there were still tons of Republicans elected. Yeah, you're and right. Tons there were. of Republicans supported by Trump elected. Mm, not in the House. 
A no, lot, not in the house. He, but. he won some Senate races that he, he backed in some incredibly conservative areas, and not by a lot in most of those cases. But he lost a lot of house races that he backed. I know, but in, still. Including one he didn't back here. <laughs> Bye-bye, Mia, love. Hope you enjoy civilian life. Who hasn't been at anything since she lost, no, by the way? No, not well, after her face temper tantrum. She really wasn't anything when she was in office either. It's true. Well, I'm she just, probably has held some town hall I'm that just, you were invited to. I'm hopeful that I don't get near as many fucking stupid mailers from Ben McAdams. Yeah. And I don't think he'll send any like that. So, uh, Anyway, if you like what you heard, um, <laughs> amazing. Wah, wah. I'm surprised. Uh, but... Um, Come uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, at TNU Podcast. We're also on the Instagrams, uh, where we just takes pictures of things like microphones and post them whenever we're recording, um, and then takes pictures of other things uh, on the Instagrams. I don't she know. She wanted to take a selfie of us, but I'm refusing because I'm in my pajamas with no makeup on. If you like what you hear, please share the episode. Uh, thanks, as always, to Folk Hogan for our intro music and our outro music, uh, at least this week. Uh, the Mexican hat dance song was from the uh, shirt Jeremy was wearing <laughs> last week. Um, but uh, but but thanks to them. Can't thank them enough, actually, for that music. If, if you're curious what it is, um, it's Folk Hogan. Go listen to them. Um, Otherwise, uh, have a good 2019, and hopefully we'll figure some shit out. We'll see you next week, kids. (laughs) 